0: You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: And welcome in to the Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room, 205-342-9904. It is the phone number if you want to jump in on the show with Dad and Joe and I this morning. We'd love to have you in. We always love to have the caller. We had some good callers uh, yesterday, and that always helps uh, the show. And if you agree with us, fine. If you don't, somebody said, well, I, your dad, he gets mad when people don't agree. I said, no, he just believes in what he believes. So, uh, we won't get mad at you. I won't. Uh he might, but uh 205-342-9904. Twitter account at locker room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson1. Email address for the show is wimp and Barry at yahoo.com. Got several emails yesterday about the show, so we appreciate those coming in. Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. With all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, if you're going to build a pier, a deck, a fence, pergola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer. How do you find that? Go to yellowwood.com to find that. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks. So it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice. For building outdoors if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it then believe me you don't want it. actually that i got an email a week or two ago from jimmy rain's people about the banquet coming up do y'all have y'all decided on a speaker this year for the jimmy rain deal down in montgomery in may i don't think so okay good morning how are you doing fine Good. Uh, I-
2: those remarks about me being mad all the
1: time. I didn't say you're mad all the time. They said that you. I said you believe in what you believe. Well, so wasn't.
2: I don't get mad at them. I mean, I don't make me if they call in, we'll call in. I will call them. Hope they will call in.
1: I think they're uh, talking, Ter- they talking about Bryce. I think Bryce make They think Bryce makes you mad. A little Bryce don't make you mad. Um,
2: so. Terry Holland, who was the coach at West at uh, at uh, Virginia. Uh, great University of Virginia, Jim Larinaga who's at Miami now worked for him and Dave Oldan worked for him, I think. And Scott, my middle my uh, middle son was coached the freshman team up there, passed away mm, I didn't know that. No. At, uh age eighty. He had dementia. Um, took to Ralph Sampson and, and his team to the final four one time. And uh, it was uh Terry was a fine person and his wife and Know they're struggling right now i sure i sure hate it uh, because he, he did a lot for basketball yeah good man really um uh, freddie kitchens who we talked about uh looking for jobs is going to be tight ends coach at north carolina and north carolina is going to play south carolina i think early in the year so we'll see what happens there i um uh, I talked to Alvin Briggs yesterday, who's head of the Alabama, Alabama High School Athletic Association. I asked him to be on our show next week, and he said he would. So, if we can get some of your questions answered that you're not sure about, I think it'd be something good to have on. Uh, if, if, you know, I know interested in that. I, I was the one last night in boys' games. I beat San Rock 73 63, and St. Luke I beat Mars
1: Hill. Uh, two a, uh, sixty three, two fifty six. Did you were you at the Aliceville game? No, I was not. I, I saw the first uh, stage of about
2: one o'clock in traffic. You know, caused all the traffic on yeah, that.
1: Yeah, Aliceville, who obviously out of one of our areas, moving on to the state championship to play St. Luke. So I think they'll handle yeah. those guys. i think course, say will win the we'll win the St. Luke. Uh,
2: Marzill came back on St. Luke. I said, I didn't see it, but I read the writer about it and almost got him, but uh, St. Luke, Luke hold, held on to win. Uh, the defensive coordinator at Georgia, uh, uh, Glenn uh, Schumann, I'm not p- pronouncing that quite right, went to the pros. Uh, you know, they lost the offensive coordinator. He changed his mind going back to Georgia to having meetings with Philadelphia Eagles, I think. So he's, back, he's back with Georgia. Um, we're down to the last two games of the SEC. Um we have the the four games tonight and then Alabama and Auburn will play tomorrow night at, at six o'clock Alabama. It's probably gonna win the round robin. Uh, all they have to do is and you know, they win one game. They win it and um I think they'll they'll do so. And um Florida's at Georgia tonight. We have, we have a little bit different tonight and at six o'clock we'll have the Florida Georgia game. And then at eight o'clock, three games at eight o'clock. Arkansas is at Tennessee, which will probably be the best game. Arkansas is shooting, uh, defending the three awfully well. Tennessee is struggling, so I'm shooting a basketball now. A little bit have, have been a little bit. Uh, South Carolina is at Mississippi State, certainly very important for Mississippi State. And then Texas A&M is at Ole Miss, um, and uh, very important for Texas A&M in that game. And the other three games will be tomorrow night. This is game number number 17. The 18 uh, that will be finished up, and everybody will finish up on Saturday, and then the pairings for the SEC tournament will take place, and and we'll we'll go from there. So should be should be a very interesting tournament. Uh, a lot of people are going into the tournament knowing that they're going to get in. A lot of people are going into the tournament not sure about it. So it's important, certainly important to them. We sometimes uh, Barry said the tournament's not important it's important to those people who haven't gotten in who would like to get in. You have to win it. Sometimes the the games that you win in the tournament don't mean as much as people think they do. But uh, anyway. Uh, coaches' poll, I'm not going to go down the coaches' poll, but uh, Houston's one, Alabama's two. It doesn't really make any difference about that. Um, Brandon Miller uh had sixty five points, but did not get freshman of the uh, freshman of the week this time in the poll. I guess there was and there's been some controversy about the pat down thing all uh, through a lot of writers, which I won't get into again. That's
1: it uh yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Brandon Miller uh at forty one uh and twenty four sixty five points uh Nick Smith, uh, he had a great week as well had twenty five points against georgia twenty four against Alabama. Uh, they give the award to Nick Smith and a lot of people. Uh, now, Brandon Miller, that has won this award six times already uh, this year. It probably had a little bit – probably had a lot to do with the situation. But also, this kid did average 25 points a game, although Alabama did beat him. I think sometimes, too, this kid's won it six times. Let's give it to somebody else. Um, and so, do you think that this situation with Brandon Miller – could it cost him the player of the year award? Will people vote against him and then maybe cost Nate Oates coach of the year based on what's happened here in the last couple of weeks? I'm not going to answer that because I don't know. Yeah.
2: And I'm not, not going to give should I'm not it. Give should, it
1: should it? Should it? Should it? I'm not going
2: to answer that.
1: Joe, should it? No, it shouldn't. Will it? No, it shouldn't. Yeah. Will it?
3: Will it? Uh, yes, it will. Yes,
1: it will. <laughs> Will it be enough to keep Brandon Miller from winning player of the year in the SEC, which he clearly is? Uh,
3: not in the SEC, but he's going to get docked nationally.
1: Yeah, by the national writers. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, we'll see as that uncovers, Uh Joe, what's your new football coach's name from Liberty? Oh, I'm sorry. I,
2: I meant to mention him, Baylor. Yeah, yeah he, uh, Baylor. He, called, he He called Hugh Freeze on it. I'm sorry had it written down. He called Hugh Freeze on that, and he was an analyst for Hugh. And Hugh said he's awfully, awfully good. He said you ought to interview him. And then Hugh came back and said, I listened to it yesterday on the radio, um, that uh, undoubtedly he liked the interview because he hired him, but uh, he thought he was very, 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 very good, and he worked for Hugh at
1: at Liberty. Uh, And Joe, maybe it'll... We wasted so much time on the air We're talking about trying to figure out a way to get Jeremy Pruitt back, uh, and so this guy said he goes hires somebody that nobody knows. Now everybody says do you think this is a good hire, and people say, "You yeah, there nobody knows this guy around here." Come on, now the only thing, Dad, would you make a hire like that for this reason? He Hugh Freeze is recruiting well at uh, at Auburn. Hugh Freeze is an offensive guy. This guy is a defensive guy. So would you hire a guy just to, so he could maybe know how to defend Hugh Freeze because he's been going against him and seeing what he's doing and all those things? Not just to hire Hugh Freeze. Uh,
2: coach had uh, done more than Hugh Freeze. I just said that because it was Alabama, an Alabama coach calling an Auburn coach. But he had uh, – to all you listeners, he, uh, Coach knows what he's doing. Whoever he there always sometimes you I, I selected players and some of them were wrong. But uh but I, I tried to find out if they were the right one. Same thing in coaching. Um he's not wrong. He 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 believes that this guy is very good because he got very good vibes from other people. And then since the last place he had been was Liberty and the analyst position, uh regardless of where Hugh Freeze was, whether he was at Auburn or wherever. Um uh, he worked for for him, and so he called him to to verify the other things that he had known about the guy. The guy, one of the things that I think is important for you to understand is he's inside. He's a, a linebacker coach. Uh, is that coach was looking for a young guy? Uh, he hired a young guy who got a, got a better job of a defensive coordinator's job, head job at Florida. So he hired a guy with a lot of youth. Um, which means a lot of excitement, a lot of, you know, energy. And I think he went the same route with the person who left. He hired somebody just like
1: that. All right, let, let me ask you a, a question that people, it would be a fair question to ask. So, it, okay. for, for instance, if I, if I went and I was coaching with you and I, we were at Alabama and I went to Oak, into the state of Oklahoma to recruit a kid, you would ask me, was Oklahoma recruiting him? If they weren't, you would probably say, "Well, why doesn't Oklahoma want him?" And there may be a good reason. Hey, they they got three guys at that position. Why does Oklahoma State not want him? You're going all the way to Oklahoma, and the two in-state schools don't want him. Can you not say the same thing in this? And I don't know this guy at all. Why, if this kid guy is that good, why didn't Hugh Freeze take him with him? Now, some people say, "Well, he was just an analyst, and now he's a coach." Uh, he could have brought him as a coach. What, is that question? Oh, that's a c- question among people who don't
2: know. So what you're what you're doing is you're questioning coach's ability to find out about people.
1: Well, no, I'm just saying, wouldn't, co- wouldn't coach think? All right, if this now Hugh Freeze is singing this guy's praises. There's probably as a reason why didn't he take him with him. Hugh Freeze all. didn't sing his praise. Hugh Freeze said a lot of like, some th- positive things about him, and did he didn't tell him to hire him.
2: Right. He said, I don't th- I think you ought to interview him and make your own decision. And coach interviewed him uh, based on asking the question, uh, you know, how good was he? And Hugh Freeze didn't say he's the best in America or whatever. He just said I think you ought to interview him. He's very good.
1: How old is the uh, guy, Joe? Do we know? Joe's researching it. I don't think it matters. but Well, I, I think it might. He already it, said he was young. Yeah, but I'm saying like you may look as like we got Kevin Steele who's, you know, up there in age as far as a football coach goes. So we're going to get, you know, you want to kind of balance your staff out. You want 37, 37. That's not well, young. That's not
2: what well, My point is that regardless, when you select people to play, coach, whatever you might do, uh, you certainly go into that thoroughly, and there's nobody that goes in any more than that, than, than Coach does. Uh, Would there be people who yak, yak, yak? Sure, because that's all they do. That's all they have to do.
1: But don't, don't sometimes you go hire a guy like see, I See, I like hires like that because that guy is probably dying to sure. get, get to this level, you know, and sometimes you get guys that have already been at this level, been this level. They don't, they're not as excited about a guy oh. that was at Liberty. who will be so excited to be here, and, and I think excited. So nobody is.
2: has met him yet. They can decide on whether he's any good or not. Do I, <laughs> I not? think so? Do I, I don't think? I don't think you can decide. It. I don't think. No, you no. Can
1: I didn't heard anybody say. Well, I heard people say they thought it was a great hire. I just, I don't know that you know, uh, because you don't really know this guy. Well,
2: the one the one that needs to know is the one who hired him.
1: Yeah, sure. And so you bring a guy from Liberty uh here, he's gonna be ecstatic. I mean he would probably tell Coach said, Coach, I will walk to Alabama if you will hire me. And I think you gotta have some of those people on step stati-
2: Well he goes to Southern Miss and hires hires the first person. Southern Miss is okay, not great, but uh he had a lot of feedback on him early about what kind of coach he was. And uh, sometimes you're at, a, you're at a position where you, you know, you, you're not known very much. Your team is not, you know, you, I mean, you can do so much. Coach the inside linebackers that doesn't mean you're going to win the national championship, but you're a good inside linebacker coach. And so that's who we are. When he hired. And when he gets there, he knocks on coach's door and says, you know, I what's his name, knows me real well, and he's offered me the defense coordinator's job three-year contract at, at Florida. I don't know what Coach said. I guess Coach said, but probably, if that's what you can get, you better get it. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't blame him for taking those coordinator jobs in the SEC. They're they're they're
2: Very interesting, uh, the comments that um, nobody wanted, to, the defensive coordinator from Georgia that was on analyst here. Nick Saban thought a great deal of him from I can gather from the inside people. He worked with him at uh, at Bishkin State. Um
1: talking about Todd Grantham.
2: And Todd uh, almost had enough of, of college coaching and got the opportunity to go to New Orleans and um, went down there for an interview and he did, he wanted to, to get in professional football. I guess the recruiting drive you crazy. And um got that opportunity. So, um, people, you know, people who criticize Ty Grantham doesn't, doesn't know whether Ty Grantham's good, bad or none of the above. Uh, you know, players make coaches and coaches can improve players. Uh, but the players have to have some ability to start, start with. So I don't ever question Nick Saban. Do, do, does he make a mistake? It's case. Now, maybe if he gets in there and the personality is different than he thought, but basically, um, his hitting on good coaches is is pretty darn good. But well, the two that you, left are very. The two that left are very good. Everybody will hang up on me when I say that. But the offensive and defensive coordinators were very good at Alabama last year.
1: Uh, I, see, I don't think the talent level is what it was. When you when you come in here and all of a sudden you start coaching these players, hopefully they've hit in recruiting. It's like running a play for screen the screener if the guy's setting the screen. It pops from three if he can really shoot the ball. Joe, the play looks good. If he can't shoot the ball, the play ain't worth the crap. Royal Cleaners, they'll make life easy for you. They'll come pick up all the laundry from you, get it cleaned up from the dresses, the dress shirts, the uh, suits, but also those beautiful golf shirts now that everybody is purchasing well over $100. So let the cleaners handle those for you. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in Norport or 4851 Ricebine Road. For all your cleaning needs, do what I do. Go to Royal Cleaners, 205-391-0034. Tide
0: 100.9
4: traffic. From the Townsend, Esau, Traffic Center. Traffic moving well this morning. No active wrecks, but if you do see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray.
5: Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. The Tuesday morning, $15 million in badly needed additional revenue is what the recent denial of a proposed property tax increase has cost the Tuscaloosa County schools. Superintendent Dr. Kerry Johnson told News Partner ABC 3340 it was the system's only option. Had that tax passed, it would have been used for school repair and replacements, school safety and improvements in fine arts activities. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's free. On Hartley Town Square, Media, Tuscaloosa.
6: To the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want
0: it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather.
7: A very nice day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 77. Tonight fair with a low at 55. Or tomorrow a mild day with a mixture of clouds and sunshine, a chance of showers and strong thunderstorms by afternoon, the high 79. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 50 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: There, Joe. Yellowwood pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is close to you. When you want to build it, build it to last. And you want to do it with pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. The Alabama baseball game, which uh, was supposed to be tomorrow against Jacksonville State. I like this when they look ahead and see the weather is supposed to be bad tomorrow. So they pulled that back to today. Uh, so first pitch, Joe, what, 3 o'clock? Uh, local product, Carson Crow, uh, who plays for Jacksonville State, played at ACA. He's done had a great career over there. He's a senior, I believe, at Jacksonville State. So I know the Crow family will be out there uh, supporting Carson as he plays. Now, Joe and Dad, every player now, they have, not every, but in most places they have walk-up music. Dad, you know what that is? So when the guy goes up the plate, the kid picks some song that he likes. So when they introduce Joe Gaither coming to play it, they play a walk up song. Are you familiar with this, Dad?
2: Um, Yeah, there's some, some extent of that. Yeah. yeah,
1: so they do this even at Jack's high school. I think his walk up song is California Girls, which I was making fun of him last, about that last night. But uh, Mac is playing Coach's Pitch, Joe. We had our first scrimmage last night, Dad. Um, and Max playing the hot corner. Uh, so they have. He has a great coach too, by the way. Uh, just does a. If you give a good coach and 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 coaches pitch in these younger grades, you got to appreciate. I appreciate uh, Coach. He, he his practices are very organized. He's very positive. With the kids. He doesn't have. A long line and one kid standing there, and the rest of them doing. That. I mean, they got hitting stations, they're fielding, their outfield's out there working, and they got. I'm burned out from basketball season. I, I did catch up one one practice, but so. His wife is doing a good job as well. They wanted all the walk-up music for the kids. So Joe, I told you what Max walk-up music was. So Dad, I want you to hear what Max walk-up music is for. The A's for the Kentuck six year old baseball team. Play it, Joe. I don't do
0: the most, but I do a lot. I'm gonna make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like pot. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. <laughs> I'm coming in All right. That's
1: gonna be a three,
3: it's gonna be that 500 walking up the <laughs>
1: All right, you can kill that music. Eight home runs, twelve RBIs <laughs> in the year. Yeah, so that song kind of gets you a little bit. Now I said your granddaddy's not going to like this this walk up music here. He's not. He's going to want you to do something a little bit. So, Dad, if you had a choice for Mac's walk up song, would it is that one okay? First of all, I didn't. I don't know that you were. I kind of like that one. It's a it's a Christian rapper, uh, so it's not. A bunch of trash. Uh, it's a Christian rap. Who is that? that sings that? Lecrae. I love yeah, him. He's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So that. Are you okay with Max walk-up music for the A's?
2: I don't care for it, but if that's what he likes, it's
1: fine. <laughs> Your question I have is, and Joe, you don't have kids. So I looked at him and said, "What in the world have you ever heard of this song? Wait, where do you hear this stuff? Like, <laughs> we, don't, we don't. What did he uh, say? Uh, I, I think he's got some friends. You know, they are over at their houses and they're playing." whatever they're playing, and they play music. And that's a, like I said, a Christian rock guy there, whatever, Christian rapper. Uh, So, anyway, so. I don't care uh, for rappers. But,
3: Joe, you like the walk-up
1: song you think it's
3: good? Oh, that's a great song. Lecrae Lecrae likes to spread a positive message.
1: So we were kind of dancing to it like we were going to do when he went up to bat. I think he was mortified that we would actually be dancing when he went up to the plate. So, um
3: Anyway. We can all go out to Kentucky to see Barry and Miss Jenny
1: dancing. Yeah, if you come out, I'll the we'll, first time up. Uh, we'll play. So all the kids, it's it's interesting to see what music they pick. These are six year old kids. What music, But that's Max song. Uh, bringing it, bringing in hot. Is that the title? coming in hot? Coming in hot. Yeah, coming in hot. So uh, we'll be coming in hot.
3: Coach, what would your walk up? What would you
2: uh, be choosing?
1: Yeah, coach, coach. Yeah, what would you choose? What would be your walk up music? Oh, you you no, I'd probably
2: have a Frank Sinatra.
1: So <laughs> that give us one, so we can we'll my get, way, my way, John. Let's hear New my York, way. New York, New York, New York. That would be, but we're we're at a sporting
2: event. Well, New York, New York, sporting event. Do you think that you think that rap, that music was was a sporting event when he just it, it, one he likes.
1: <laughs> and uh, no, is that would that be one? I it's pretty. All right now, all right now, Joe.
2: Good job, Joe. So
1: now play coming in. I might in
2: have hot. John John Prime
1: have play come in hot. And which would have you more ready to attack the pitcher? That that kind of puts you in a good relaxing mood. You want to go in there ready to hit one out. Uh, so can we hear? We're
0: losing listeners by
1: the thousands. I think listeners like this.
0: For like pie. I, shoot a shot.
2: I think I think I think it's I think it's terrible.
1: The more <laughs> I hear it. Joe, make it a poll question. Would you rather your walk up music be Max or Dad's? What well nobody's on. gonna
2: pick nobody's gonna pick
1: Mac because they'll say I'm an old fogey. <sighs> like
2: All
3: a right. fajita, like a fajita is the lyric.
1: <laughs> Alright. Did we just lose listeners, Joe, over our walk up music? No. People love this stuff. Oh, see, Five uh, thousand. See, see, I just, I, I had a guy just text me and said, "Crank that up for Max song." So yeah, that got me yeah. pumped up. Yeah, and this is a gentleman, and that's not as young. I mean, he's probably he's a lot younger than me. Well, today, everybody but. has their own choice.
2: Just you kill me when you know when somebody makes a choice other than what you think, the other guy's wrong. No, that's you what you, you
1: That's it. what you do. I don't do that. I don't, I do, don't it. do it at all. All right. So Frank Sinatra or. Come in. Well, hot. nobody's going to pick Frank Sinatra. The, these kids, people,
2: this, I sure damn don't even know who Frank Sinatra
1: is. <laughs> Frank Sinatra's <laughs> good, though. All right, first the main condos, the three bedroom, three and a half bath. We, if we lost some listeners there, I apologize. Washer and dryer is included, stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops, all electric energy efficient appliances. The internet and direct TV are provided for free uh, with this condominium. 10 foot ceilings, large patios with upper level. River views. Easy access to get out to the river walk if you want to stroll up and down the river. Uh, these properties are gated with security cameras. They also are located in the historic district of downtown Norport. Two minutes to downtown, five to the University of Alabama. Give them a call today. Tell them you're early inside the locker room. One month free rent. 205-657-7465. Go to firstandmain We're going to have Kevin Skarbinsky. Oh, Kevin's wrote a lot of articles about this Brandon Miller situation. We'll talk to Kevin about it when we get back. You have to tie 100.9 to see home of Alabama sports.
0: Tied 100.9 traffic
4: Traffic center traffic moving well this morning, no active wrecks, but if you do see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Get the deal of a lifetime. Now at Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off selected models. Interest rates as low as 0% and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Champion
0: and two time NIT champion. Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room, Untied on 100.9. But I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like pack. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot.
1: Welcome back to Inside Like Locker. Joe, that pumps you up there. All right, the pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, we get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. Kevin, a little backstory there. I got a six-year-old that's playing uh, coach pitch, and that is his walk-up music when he comes up to the plate. And I was just testing out to Dad to see if he liked it because I told him his granddaddy probably would not like that song. Kevin, and so we asked Dad what his... Walk-up music would be would be something with Frank Sinatra, so uh, I'm sure you're not surprised. Uh, do you like do you like <laughs> Max walk-up music there, Kevin?
8: I actually do, <laughs> and I and I will say that was I believe that was one of the run-out songs that uh, my son's high school ba- my older son's high school basketball team played a couple of years ago, and and you know I used to, they, that's that's their, you know their hip hop and it was their favorite music. And we'd hear it in the backyard at our court that when the team, you know, the guys would be out there playing in the summers and all weekends during the year. And, and so, no, I think it's two thumbs up to
1: Max. All right, there you go. All right, uh, Kevin, uh, I'll just give you kind of the floor to maybe talk about the Brandon uh, Miller situation. I know you've written, written several articles. I I was critical... Uh, of Greg Byrne and the administration early on by thinking they should not have had coach Nate oates talk uh, but I but I do give them credit uh, for having the guts to look at everything and, and do what they feel is right uh, they have more facts than we do and I think the easy thing to be, be to cave to people that are just crushing you about it but if the if they've got the facts and the kid, uh, truly, is innocent in this situation. Then, and they're letting him play. I think that's the right thing. I think it takes guts. Take the floor. What, what's your thoughts about the whole situation?
8: Well, there's there's so many different directions I could go here, and and I will echo what you just said. The easy thing to do in this situation, when Brandon Miller's name was attached to this terrible tragedy. On last Tuesday in the preliminary hearing, it would have been easy to succumb to public pressure to say, for appearances sake, we will sit him for a period of games. That would have been a horrible decision at that point because they knew the day after the shooting or that well, actually the same day because it happened. Uh, early on a sunday morning, very early. They had a a good sense, uh, they knew who was there. They had a sense, a pretty good sense of what happened. And so they have been far ahead of us the public in knowing the facts. Now, does that mean they knew everything on January 15th, 16th before they decided uh, that And that's when they decided to let, obviously, Brandon Miller and Jaden Bradley play against Vanderbilt, uh, three days after the tragedy, that Tuesday, or two days almost. So they based that on the information they had, and that's what they're supposed to do. Not on public opinion, not on what's going to curry them favor with national commentators and columnists. And, and I have to say, guys, I am profoundly disappointed in the journalism profession in particular Social media is going to be, at times, a cesspool full of toxic commentary driven by opinions without facts, led by your, your favorite school colors. But journalists are supposed to be professionals. Mm-hmm. Journalists are supposed to operate based on the facts as they can gather them, as they've learned them. Journalists are supposed to try to gather the facts before forming opinions. And to a wildly hyperbolic degree, a lot of journalists have not done that. Some of those journalists are clowns on a daily basis. Others are they're people that I've respected for a long time and have been really good at their profession. But for some reason, they have joined the mob. They have fed the mob. In some cases, they have led the mob that we've seen on social media. That has turned Alabama in the minds of a lot of people. Dan Wetzel, longtime columnist, longtime uh, reporter on and commentator on college basketball. Very good journalist. I've known Dan for a long time. We used to work together in the U.S. basketball writers years ago. He said on a podcast yesterday with Pat Forty and Ross Dellinger that Alabama is the most out-of-control, over-the-top college program in the history, not just basketball, in history. The most out-of-control, over-the-top program in the history of college sports. And he doesn't know how Alabama fans who live in a town where, and this is a quote, this, this snippet is a quote. I want you to listen to this. Where the Bama basketball team created a shootout, the Bama basketball team created a shootout. He doesn't know how how anyone cheers for Alabama right now. That is irresponsible. That is not supported by facts. That is running so far ahead of the facts as to be it would be comical if it weren't so sad. And 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 again, and I res- I have long respected Dan. I think he has fallen prey to this this massive rush to judgment. Again, so far ahead of the facts that you have no leg to stand on to make those kind of outlandish
1: statements. And we, we've seen uh, Kevin across the country during the last several years about racial profiling, and in, in, in these same writers killing uh, people about you know profiling a, a young black kid or whatever now here they're 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 taking and then they're doing the same thing to him now on the other way like they, they we have the facts here the university has the facts from the police department and they're still wanting to penalize this kid they're doing the same thing that they've been writing on the other side now and it and it makes you seem because they just want to stir up people is that is that what it's come to Kevin I
8: don't know I don't I, I do not know what their motivation is but they damn sure don't know what Brandon Miller's motivation is. They right. don't know Brandon Miller. They don't know Nate Oates. They don't know Greg Byrne. It's, they don't know Stuart Bell. And yet they will comment as if they do. They will make these character judgments and these proclamations, and they will broadcast them to a very large audience.
1: Yeah.
8: And they are. And here is what is also disturbing. They consistently get facts wrong. That's mm. Casually and consistently, they get facts wrong. Take what happened Saturday. Again, that was a mistake. Alabama should not have allowed Brandon Miller to do that particular pregame introduction. I know, and listen, this is, this is, and this is what I'm talking about getting facts wrong. It was not intended to be a police pat-down as if they are checking him for weapons. I can't tell you how many times I've read that phrase since Saturday. It was intended to be the MMA-style referee greasing is another phrase for it, where they're checking to see if you have foreign substances on your body. Okay? Yeah. That's, That's why they've done it. Now, having said that, since, let's be honest, somebody connected to the program should have known better. Someone connected to the program should have said, you know what, a bunch of old white guys who don't care about mixed martial arts uh, are going to look at that and they're going to view it as a police pat-down and they're going to think, oh, you're mo- they're mocking the murder of that young woman. That is sad and in some ways sick to suggest that. That Brandon Miller or that other player or anyone in that program would condone or engage in mocking of a young woman who was shot to death. Please. What are we doing
1: here? Yeah, Kevin, that was. Uh, you just expressed that better than anybody I've ever heard. I, I like what Jay Bill has said, but the way you just expressed that, I think you hit a home run. I appreciate it. That. Well,
2: I, I don't have anything. I think. I think. I think Kevin is the right way, and I, I really not any use for me to comment. I. I, I understand. Well, understand. let me let me let me just add only one the thing. The Only I problem may. you have is. Go ahead, go ahead. that's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dad. Go ahead. I just, I just,
1: yeah. It it, it, it
2: just... just it it's just the way that John Q. public thinks. That's the first thing they think. Now that you know, they say what they think about coaches, about coaching, about plays, about this, about that. That's just the way the general public and it and. You know, by by that happening, it jumped out right right to the top of their heads. That that, you know, I, I, I my question would be if if you were supporting mm-hmm. another university and you didn't really particularly care for Alabama because they've been winning, would that not pop into your head? And
8: I think that's what's happened here. That's my opinion. Well, not, not, not I, right. I'm glad nothing. you mentioned that wimp. Yeah, sure. let, let me let me respond to that point because I've thought a lot about that. What we've seen in the both the public reaction and the professional, allegedly professional reaction of of a lot of journalists in this situation is not unprecedented. And what it says to me is that a lot of people who have made a career, in the case of journalists, have made a career out of college athletics who have profited from their coverage and commentary related to college athletics. As well as a lot of fans who call themselves fans of college athletics don't think much of college athletes, of coaches, of administrators. The broad brush that they get painted with is... It's sad. If you really think college basketball is this cesspool where everyone is, everyone has, uh, or or so many people have so few morals and ethics, and they will do anything in pursuit of winning, why are you a sports writer? Why are you a sports columnist, a sports commentator? Why do you even call yourself a sports fan? If your default mode is, uh uh-huh, of course he did. Of course they did. No surprise there. All they care about is winning. They will do anything to win a championship. If that's really what you think, why, why do you why do you give the sport one second of your time?
1: Yeah, what I what I don't get, Kevin. Is what are these people that you're talking about? What do they want Alabama to do? So is a two-game suspension, is is that, that enough for, for what he did? Uh, a five-game suspension, kick him out of school? I mean, what would they be – I mean, like if you just did a two- or three-game suspension, that to me would be absolutely ridiculous. If, if what they say they really believe, then you'd have to kick the kid out of school. To, to, there wouldn't be any two- or three-game suspension based on the – what they're reporting, and they leave just maybe one or two words out that would kind of clear some things up just to keep everybody all stirred up. What do these people want is what I'm asking, Kevin.
8: Well, at this point, nothing will satisfy the mob. Yeah. Short of short of Brandon Miller being kicked out of school, Nate Oates being fired, maybe Greg Byrne being fired, I don't know that anything would satisfy uh and And I use the word "mob," and I don't use it loosely or lightly. It, this is an online mob that has formed. And nothing that Alabama can do at this point is going to satisfy them. at least the and the at least the members of that mob, and I don't want to I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to paint with a broad brush that so many of of Alabama's critics are doing. Not everyone is is thinking this way or acting this way. But, man, it sure seems to be an awful lot of people in the journalism profession and in college fandom that have come down so hard. No, so there's nothing Alabama can do, which is all the more reason why Alabama should not bow to public pressure in any decision it makes regarding this situation or any other. It should operate based on the facts it knows, what it knows of Brandon Miller and his character, what it knows of Nate Oates and Greg Byrne, et cetera, et cetera. That's the only thing that Alabama should consider – uh, there, the yes, they have taken a massive PR hit on this. Yeah, but there are more important things. Yeah. You're doing the right thing based on what you know is what they what they appear to be doing and what they should be doing. Yeah. Uh, just, I just think that it would have been really helpful
2: uh, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 a police and and detective. Proponent, I, I believe in. I believe in the police, and I believe in detectives. Uh, I, 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 I just, I, I wish we had had a little bit better clarification. Uh, and I agree with what they. I, I agree with everything that's been done. But I think if we would have had, a, here's what happened. B, here's what happened next. C, here's what happened next. What we have here uh is a is a reason to dislike what went on because they're they're confused as to what went on. Exactly. The time uh, the
1: timeline.
2: They what don't understand said. what went on. And instead of having a and I'm not I'm not certainly not criticizing the police detectives, I believe in them more than anybody's listening to this show. Um but if we could have had a one, two, three, four, five, six, what took place and we didn't have that. The only thing that we had was that uh, his, uh, he was accessory to the problem, but he was not certainly not charged.
8: Well, Wim, I, let me like, let me address that. Let me address that, and because there are a couple of key, there are several things that have gotten sure. lost here. Sure. In this emotional rush to judgment. Sure. One is that this is a an ongoing case, and we don't have one consensus view of the facts or what those facts mean even in terms of a timeline in fact there are two key differences between the testimony at the preliminary hearing and by the way everyone should understand journalists should understand this is a preliminary hearing very little information gets shared by either the prosecution or the defense at a preliminary hearing so we have not heard the full case from the, the prosecution, nor have we heard the full case from the defense. But what we've heard is a difference of opinion on several points. And people have completely lost sight of the fact that Brandon Miller is not charged with anything. He is not, as I read again, was it late last night, early this morning, a, a person of interest. He is not that. That is a legal term. He, has, he is not that. That is a factual error. He is not an accessory to murder. That is a legal term. We need to stop using these inflammatory words that are incorrect. We have a difference of opinion between the defense attorneys for Michael Davis and Darius Miles, who, by the way, those are the two individuals charged with a crime. Their names have almost disappeared from the discourse. <laughs> yeah, it's completely overshadowed. And all the people who care now about Jamea Harris and her five-year-old son didn't give a damn for a month until Brandon Miller's name was attached to this. What does that tell you? But let's go back to the fact we don't know all the facts. Okay, Alabama may not know all the facts, and there was one fact that Greg Burns said in his podcast in the podcast appearance he did with Reese Davis last week. That Alabama, he didn't know. Alabama didn't know about the the full array of text messages that night between Darius Miles and Brandon Miller. And again, that's been lost. Everybody's focused on one. That if that's the only text, that and and depending on the timeline, that is damning to Brandon Miller. And that is okay. There was a text exchange. So that said, there at one thirty eight, I believe. I don't want to be. I don't want to misspeak. I'm, I'm going to say. I think that's the right time that Darius Miles sent Brandon Miller a text saying, "Bring me my again in diff, in slang. Uh, Bring me my gun. We're being threatened, or there's a guy that's threatening, acting threatening." Now, that's what was said at the preliminary hearing, as was the uh, allegation, not a fact, an allegation that. Brandon Miller parked his car in such a way as to block the Jeep in which Jamea Harris was driving. That sounds really bad. If those two things by themselves are true, and if Brandon Miller's motivation in going to the location was to take, it was that text. Then that, that is a reason to be very skeptical of Brandon Miller and his actions that evening. However, not twenty four hours late well, about twenty four hours later, an attorney, Jim Standridge from Tuscaloosa, representing Brandon Miller, issued a two page detailed statement of his version of events, of course designed to put his client in the best light. Sure. But he disagreed on two those two key points. That's the text from Darius Miles asking for the gun was the motivation for Brandon Miller to go there. He said Brandon Miller was already on his way yes. to pick up Darius Miles, not because Darius said, bring me my gun, we're being threatened, but because he was his ride and they were going to go somewhere else based on a series of texts that Miles had been sending to Miller for about an hour or more. And the second point, and this is really I don't understand how people can't try to deal in facts. This is far too serious a situation to speculate beyond facts. The second key point in the lawyer's statement was that Brandon Miller had already parked when the Jeep rolled up behind him with its lights off. So how could Brandon Miller have parked in a manner? It's been suggested that he did it intentionally To prevent the Jeep from leaving, which, if that were true, if that were true, do you not really believe that the Tuscaloosa police, do you really believe they would roll over and turn a blind eye to evidence that would implicate Brandon Miller as a potential accessory to murder? Really? Because they're a bunch of rolls High fans? Come on. Come on. And those two facts are in dispute. And they will probably not be resolved until trial. But we have to remember that we, we need cooler heads to prevail, and the cooler heads have gotten trampled, sadly. This is going to trial. We also have a dispute, and it, this has gotten completely lost. The defense attorneys for Darius Miles and Michael Davis, they have suggested that their clients were acting in self-defense, that perhaps th- that Davis, the alleged shooter, using Darius Miles' gun, didn't shoot first. I haven't heard anyone even mention that. Yeah, but that but, is what we have. That's that's in dispute right now, and that sounds like that will be the defense for Miles and well, for Davis. Don't writer, don't writers
2: do that with with every subject in the world? Though they did with me. Um,
8: they're supposed they, to. Wentz. They're supposed to try to look at the facts. We. I, I, know, should, I say they. I include myself in this because well, I. I mean I'm they. Still writing. Don't writers. But, don't writers.
2: Put it. Uh, Try to put it in a way that you're going to read it with your first of all with your headline, and then with your first few sentences to oh. make you read the rest of that. Isn't that what what some writers do? Even with whether
8: the ones you like are good, and that and that's what they do. Look, the bottom line is yes. The bottom line, and I can speak on this with some authority because I worked for the Birmingham News, which sadly published its last edition on Sunday. I worked for the Birmingham News for more than 33 years. I started an internship there. They hired me full-time, and I I stayed for a long time because I liked living in this state. I liked covering college athletics in this state. And, yes, there are bad actors, and there are not bad actors who have done bad things that that are in the college sports world, just like any other profession in the world, including the journalism profession. So I can speak with authority, and I can tell you, yes, you should be a especially careful in this in a case like this a young woman lost her life everything that you do as a journalist if you are going to write about or talk about this story should be a search for the truth a search for justice in her memory and for her family that should be your motivation not to get clicks not to be held up for your oh look at his, look at him parading his his moral authority. Look at him. Uh, he's he's denouncing the bad guys. Do we know Do we know all the facts to say who are and are not the bad guys here? No, we do not. I don't. I'm not pretending that I know everything, but I know the two key points of contention that are being used against Brandon Miller and used against the University of Alabama for not sitting him are in serious dispute. And oh, and I, I need to add this because this is a key point too as far as Jim Standards' statement. Yes, defense attorneys defend their clients. It's what they do. But defense attorneys who have have anything about them are not going to make a statement and then say and support that statement by saying there is clear video evidence to support their version of events. There is clear video evidence, for example, to show when Brandon Miller parked his car, how he parked his car, and when the Jeep arrived relative to when Brandon Miller arrived. If you say that that Brandon Miller got there first and parked normally, and the Jeep came up afterward, and then this thing all went down very quickly, and you, and you video evidence, does, and you say you have video evidence to support that, and you don't have that evidence, uh, you, say goodbye to your legal career. I don't believe Jim Standridge would do that. I just I just think that writers um, are looking
2: to be sure that you read their article. They are helped with the. They are helped somewhat with the headline. um, In order for you to to start reading
8: that article, because the headline entices you to do so. No Uh, doubt. No doubt. And and let's, Lynn. Let's 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 put that in in greater context. There is more noise out there. I have discovered websites and bloggers and podcasters I've never heard of before in the last two weeks who have felt compelled to offer their opinion on this subject. And out of all of that noise, how do you get people to read your story, listen to your podcast, watch your online commentary? You do something that stands out from the crowd. So that, could, that And in often cases, as you're mentioning, that's the headline. And, you know, you may may or may not write the headline as the writer of the story, for example. A lot of times online now you do. Back in the newspaper days, we never wrote a headline because we didn't know if the story was going across the top of the page, which would require a one-line headline, or if it was going down the side of the page, which would require a shorter, say, three-deck headline. We didn't know that, so we never wrote the headline. But in the Internet age, often, yes, you write the story, you write the headline. And sadly, often in the Internet age also... You write the headline, you write the story, you push a button, and you send that story out to the world, and no one else looks at it first. You don't even have an editor. That is dangerous in this situation because there are people, there are inexperienced and even experienced people that are, that should be questioned about what they write before it ever sees the light of day. Why did you say that? What's your proof for saying that? What's your evidence for saying that? We used to get questioned all the time at the Birmingham News, back when the Birmingham News was the Birmingham News. And you had good, out, you had outstanding editors like Tom Ehrenberg, who is now a journalism professor at the University of Alabama. And I can guarantee you if I wrote something about a story any, not even close to as serious as this, but if it were controversial in any way, Tom Ehrenberg would read that story first, and he would read it with a thoughtful, careful eye. And if, if, I, if I couldn't back up what, as a columnist forming an opinion, offering a point of view, then that would not that's that that line or that paragraph or that sentence would have to be changed it would right. not, it would not go out to the public
0: right.
2: this, this is this is the reason and i'll be i'll hush at this this is the reason that it, if it was had been possible to have numbered them exactly what happened a, a, a i think a person from new york reading this or seeing this would have a a, a little bit better way to write the story I don't think that we, I think we have confusion here.
1: As yeah, but I one of the... I, because it's a court case. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a court, it's a court criminal case. case. And, and we don't know all the facts. Yeah, they yeah. can't, they can't and this is it why.
8: So, so, what, so what do you base your opinion on? You base it on what's been in the public realm. If you're in New York, and oh my gosh, you just mentioned New York, and, and I know I should do, even. it shouldn't even, I don't know why I bother whatever to read the New York Post, but Phil Mushnick, is a columnist there. Not a good one. He's been there forever. He probably should have gone into a different profession. He's an embarrassment to this profession. The lead of his column on this subject said, who was it who said, let's, was it, oh, he said, and again, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not going to get this exactly right, so I want to be fair, but I'm going to give you the gist. Was it Ernie Banks who said, "It's it's, it's a beautiful day, let's murder too. Mm -hmm. A professional, allegedly professional journalist in a newspaper in New York City wrote a lead that said that, mocking the entire... You talk about people mocking the death of Jamea Harris. It doesn't get any more egregious than that.
1: Kevin, you've been outstanding today, and I can hear your passion, and I can... Tell the the depths that you've that you've studied this thing, and uh, you've said it better than anybody. And I just want you to know, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, a great segment with you this morning, as always. But today, uh, you were you were outstanding. I appreciate it. Well,
8: thank you, guys. This, this, it's a sad situation, and anyone with a heart, it goes out to that family, and certainly to that little boy who will grow up without a mom. No. If you think anyone doesn't care about that. If you think Greg Byrne doesn't care about that, or Nate Oates doesn't care about that, or Brandon Miller doesn't care about that, you don't know those people. Uh, and if you think I don't care about that based on what I've written, uh, you don't know me because I have two sons.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Have All fun. right. Alabama, great, great job by Kevin. Alabama 1, www.alabama1.org. Looking for the mortgage, looking for the uh, credit card. Uh, the car loan, whatever you need, Alabama 1 will take absolutely great care of you. Go to www.alabama1.org. We also want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want it. You're tied 100.9 is home of Alabama sports.
0: Tide 100.9 Whip. traffic.
4: From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things moving pretty well, and we are starting to see a build-up in, in traffic around town with some minor congestion, so just be patient. If you see conditions, give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Towns of Nissan $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray.
7: Tide
0: 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather.
7: A very nice day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 77. Tonight fair with a low at 55. Or tomorrow a mild day with a mixture of clouds and sunshine, a chance of showers and strong thunderstorms by afternoon, the high 79. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in
0: Tuscaloosa. Road trip... WTUG HD2 Northport W265CG Tuscaloosa Tide 100.9 And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app
1: Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker. Andrew Conniffer, he is my Allstate insurance agent. Let Andrew become yours. I made the switch over uh, a couple years ago. Andrew takes great care of me. Looking for home life, auto. A lot of people have their insurance just on automatic draft. Don't really know what they got. Well, let Andrew do a deep dive into your insurance for you. He'll find the best solution for you. That's what I did when he... Uh, sent me the quote uh, I immediately knew I needed to make the change 205-722-9201 Andrew Kniffer Allstate Insurance all I right, get right to the Andrew Kniffer hotline We're going to go out to Tuscaloosa Toyota by main man Justin I know uh, he's been getting all Prettied up this morning uh, Good morning Justin, how you doing? Hey
9: Justin, how y'all doing?
1: Joe, can we turn okay. that music down guys? Alright Justin Justin uh, We'd like to talk blue plate specials. We know uh, here on our show and we know you guys have some, a blue plate special every day and not just once a week like Dad used to do and pick those winners. Tell everybody about the blue plate special stuff going on over at Tuscaloosa Toyota.
9: First off, I told Joe I was going to be a hard interview to follow up. Yeah, he was good, um, wasn't that, he? That's, uh, Kevin Skarbinski was awesome. That was great, man. Good call this morning. Thank hey, you. So, so you know, Right now at Tuscaloosa Toyota, if you'll just this is where we can do to make it easy on everybody. You always ask, how can we buy a car? What's the easiest way? So if you go to our website, uh, Barry, and, and you pull it up immediately when you pull it up, you'll see a you'll see a pet has six icons that you can choose from. It, it'll say new inventory, used inventory, new new special, rent a Toyota. You can, you can buy a part, or you can schedule a service. So let's talk about the Blue Plate Special today. Everybody's talking about how interest rates have gone up or whatnot, not at as the Toyota, not with our Toyota vehicles. You can buy our four top vehicles. Our top sellers, the Highlander, RAV4, Corolla, and Camry, all have interest rates as low as in the twos. Wow. I mean, you can't beat that. You can't beat that rate. and so you say Blue Plate Special right now, the Blue Plate special with new cars right now. You can buy any one of those models, and the rates for the t- And we got great, we got great rates. We have great financing. We're not, we're not strict. We're not tied to just one lender. We've got over twenty lenders to get you the best financing possible. So that today is a blue plate special to top off. Today is the last day of the month. If you know anything about the car business, <laughs> you, ready. Food, Johnson, you ready,
1: Justin? You ready to that. make a deal today, aren't you?
9: Deal today, brother. Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> Dad, uh, tell the listener.
2: Well, I'll tell Justin listeners too. Uh, guess what, Justin? Tomorrow afternoon, I'm coming by to see
1: you. Uh oh, Justin. Justin, get sick.
9: You know, you know what that means? Hey, he's headed to watch what we got tomorrow. we If Alabama wins tomorrow, we win the we win the conference. Is that correct?
1: That's right. They cut down the nets, Justin. If they win tomorrow, so Justin, going to get
9: a wimp. Wimp's gonna do a, a double duty. Here's what Wimp's gonna do: Wimp's gonna come by and see me. We're gonna do some. We're gonna do some training on that new car that he got. Okay. And then he's gonna leave there, and he's gonna go to the basketball game. And hopefully, I'm gonna follow it
2: now.
1: Now, Justin, let me give you a little piece of advice on him.
2: Barry never said anything good about me. No, he, he's, oh, go he's, <laughs>
1: he's sensitive today, Justin. He's taking everything the wrong way. When he got, When he goes somewhere, he gets there early. Now, so the game's at 6. He will roll up on your lot about 2, 2.30. At the latest would be 3. So you need to tell David if you're going to follow him out to the game that you're going to have to get off a little early tomorrow. And that is that true? Are, are, you, when I had a game the other are, are, night, which I really, really appreciated him coming, the game was at 6. He rolled in at 4.58 to the game. So he's going to get there early, Justin.
9: Well, look, he's probably they probably got him a full course meal. I mean, he is.
1: Milk.
9: I mean, he's probably getting getting wine and dine. Hey, Barry, I saw where. Um, not to be off the subject, but I saw where Aliceville um, played last night in the final four. Yes, which is right down the road from us, and yes. they they won, and they're playing for state championship. Yeah,
1: Aliceville is twenty five and one. Justin, do you know who gave them the one? It have to be you. That's right. So that's, that's my claim to fame this year. If I did if I did anything, <laughs> hopefully they win it all. I love those people at Aliceville, man. They they are a great community that support those kids when they play. They come. Uh, so I saw it's that pretty neat.
9: I saw that last night in the um, in the stands. You know they were they were packed. I got to watch a little bit of it on the network, but um, you know as well as we close it out today talking about support, we want to thank you know I'm, we've had a great month um we always have great months it's because of our loyal customers and you know they can call me they can call the dealership they want to do it that way but like i said anything Tuscaloosa toyota it is made so easy you know sometimes you get on websites and and it's hard to navigate you can't find nothing it's hard to get where you're going when you get on our website it is the most easiest thing to do you can find exactly what you want right there right on the front page it'll get you to it all of our new cars come with four years 45,000 miles oil changes and tire rotations and every vehicle on our lot mostly every single one of them that's under 10 years old and under 100,000 miles come with a lifetime warranty on the powertrain engine transmission the whole powertrain is covered that's new and used as long as you own it for unlimited miles, unlimited time.
1: Justin, Dad loves deals. Do me a favor. Tomorrow when he comes down there, give him a deal he can't pass up because Jack needs a new car. So get to so try to sell him a new car tomorrow for Jack. Can you do that for me? Hey, him? we can. We
9: is he is he? So he he's gonna be he's so will for you. You're gonna. I mean, Barry put me on the spot. Is he?
1: No, yeah, no, no, y'all got to work that off off the air. I just, I'm just, th- he likes a deal. <laughs> so if you really make him right. think he's getting a good deal, you make him pull it off and sell him another car tomorrow, Justin. So.
9: Absolutely. absolutely, Justin, hey, we appreciate you, you
1: guys. I'm Thanks. looking, I'm looking right here at TuscaloosaToyota.com. You are right, man. What an easy website to maneuver right through. We appreciate you guys at Toyota. And hopefully maybe you and Dad can go to the game tomorrow together. Thank you, Justin. All right, man. Thank you. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. All right, thank all right. You. Uh, there's Justin there. Does a great job. Two minute truck out of thirteen thirty Martin East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth meal. It's local out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle. It. They will make life easy for you, and that's what we need right now. 205-247-5050. Two zero five two four seven five zero five zero Two minute truck movers. Who care.
5: Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Tuesday morning. Tomorrow is the first day of meteorological spring, and that also means the beginning of the primary severe weather season months of March, April, and May. And Mother Nature's wasting no time with a marginal risk between 1 and 11 p.m. on Wednesday. Friday expected to be a more significant severe weather day with a slight 2 in 5 risk for tornadoes, damaging winds to 60 miles per hour, and hail. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. Free. Don Hartley, town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tied
0: 100.9
4: traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active. Rex, things moving pretty well. Now we are starting to see a build-up in, in traffic around town with some minor congestion, so just be patient. If you see conditions, give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Towns of Nissan. $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray.
6: Years ago, Jimmy Raine decided that the best way to advertise Great Southern Wood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather, decking, it's yellow wood. tide
0: 100.9 tuscaloosa weather
7: a very nice day today the sky partly to mostly sunny the high 77 tonight fair with a low at 55 or tomorrow a mild day with a mixture of clouds and sunshine a chance of showers and strong thunderstorms by afternoon the high 79 i'm james Spann of the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 59 degrees in tuscaloosa
0: Mr. SEC Tournament, Wimp Sanderson, gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9.
6: I wouldn't mind being alone. I wouldn't keep checking
0: my phone.
1: Wouldn't take the long way home just to drive myself crazy. I wouldn't be losing sleep. Welcome back to Inside Lucky Wayne's every Pest Control, serving day, over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, like and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home was protected from this unwanted pest this winter. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control and Mosquito prevention Services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today. Get $60 off your initial pest control service. If you tell them you heard on the inside the locker room, 866-Wayne's-1. $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, get to the Wayne's Pest Control. Uh, the former shooting guard for the University of Alabama. He also is does the color with Chris Stewart. Uh, we've been debating whether he's a bigger homer. Uh, then Sonny Smith, uh, so I call him I, Brian I, 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 Homer. Passing. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Hey,
10: I'm great. I don't. I don't think there's a. I mean,
1: I don't even think it's close. I mean, <laughs> You're, you think I, you got
10: him? Huh? I'm a way bigger Homer. Oh, I
1: mean, yeah.
10: <laughs> I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not even close.
1: I like a Homer. So, I'll be honest with you. I like a guy that's pulling from my team. So that's what I like.
10: Well, I'm not. I don't think. It, anybody's kinda hide the fact um on you know between Chris Tom Stipe and myself that, that we're pulling for Alabama. Um Sonny who I, I I love listening to, I love seeing, he's great. Um but he is it just me or does he get on the officials from time to time?
1: All the time. <laughs> That's what, that's what makes him a homer. I call him Sonny Homer Smith every Friday. And
10: well, I'm a homer, but I don't, I don't, I try not to complain too much about the officiating. But, uh, but sometimes you just can't help yourself. They, you know, it's just, you got, you got to tell the story. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that's part of it. Uh, coach, does, does, uh, when you listen, do you think uh, Sonny gets on the officials more now on the radio or when he was coaching? Uh, probably now. Yeah.
1: Mhm.
10: Probably. Well, I can't disagree. I mean, it, that's what it looks like to me.
1: Yeah. How you guys doing? Good man. How are you? All is good. Um,
10: just uh excited about this team and tomorrow night. Um should be a fun night in Coleman Coliseum. Always uh love the the iron bowl of basketball as some call it. Uh, looking forward to another sellout crowd, packed house with a chance, a chance, fingers crossed, uh, to have a really special night if Alabama can clinch the outright regular season championship.
1: Talk a little bit about that, Brian. Uh, it's the opportunity uh, to win the regular season, which is, is very difficult to do. I know Dad did it, won the regular season and, and the tournament, uh, which are which are great things. But this team, you know, Coming in to start the year, you didn't really know. You know, you had a lot of new guys, a lot of freshmen. A lot of guys were off of last year's team. Um, Did you think there was any chance we'd be standing here uh, with two games to play where they could clinch it tonight uh, against Auburn?
10: Well, if you would have asked me uh, before I saw these freshmen with my own eyes this early summer, I would have said, "Mm, you know, I I think this team can be improved. From where they were last year uh, you know I, I, I think this this group could be better in, in a lot of different areas better defensively a little deeper and and, and shoot it better with some of the transfers uh, but then when I saw them I you know a couple of times I, I said, oh <laughs> okay this, this group might have a chance to, to do something special um, i I'll, Brandon Miller obviously is better than advertised it, his advertisements were pretty good. Is a McDonald's All-American. Jaden Bradley, uh, at that time, I knew was good, um, but he was coming off a foot injury and was trying to work his way back. Uh, Rylan Griffin can really shoot it, but the guy that I thought, wow, I had no idea he was this good is Noah Clowney, and he's proven it is a potential one and done, uh, kind of out of nowhere from what he was projected to be coming out of high school. Uh, but this freshman class has been so good. And then you mix in uh, some of the guys that have returned and the improvement of Javon Quinterly, uh, the transfers and Mark Sears down well. It's just starting to play well. Uh, you knew you were going to get Nomari Burnett. Oh, by the way, a, a former McDonald's All-American back from injury. Uh, that This team had a chance to be really good, and uh, they have exceeded those expectations.
1: Yep. yep.
2: Um. I, I, they're going to, you know, of course, win the thing. Will, will, uh, is there any doubt that we'll, they won't be in Birmingham? They will be in Birmingham, won't do it, being a one seed. Yeah. I mean, it's the way
10: I understand that this works. Not, you know, <laughs> don't have a lot of experience with, uh, being a, a, a one seed. I had a two seed a couple of years ago, uh, but with, with the the games in Birmingham, first and second round, you thought, okay, if you can get a good enough speed, have a chance to play in Birmingham. That, to me, was one of the goals for the season. Uh, but this team is uh, what I would expect to be, locked into Birmingham. When they will play and what day and what time, I think that's to be determined. Uh, but this team is looking good uh, for hopefully a couple of games uh, in Birmingham before moving on.
1: Uh Brian, if I if I were one of Alabama's opponents, I know a lot of the fans and, and people that that follow Alabama. John Quinterly uh, has driven him crazy throughout the year, and I, quite honestly, he's driven me crazy. But if I were coaching against Alabama, he would scare me to death. Uh, that this kid can play at such a high level, I think it speaks to Alabama's depth. You know, when when you can bring a guy like Quinnerly off the bench, who has not played well at times, but was terrific against arkansas and you know what kind of ability this kid has this just shows you how deep this team is and if they're having problems uh create offense at the point guard spot they can go pull this kid off the bench and do that he would scare me to death if i was on the opposing bench and i think he did it to eric musselman on saturday afternoon
10: yeah i agree and the scary thing is he's getting better and better and starting to look like the old JQ of a couple of years ago, when he was the SEC tournament MVP and, and playing as well as any point guard in the country, probably the best point guard in the country at the time. In in mid to you know going into mid March, and he's looking like that. He's looking confident, um, and it just gives this team another dimension. And you, you talk about the depth, and they have it. And as you guys know better than me? Uh, depth is tricky. Uh, because you want to have a bunch of good players, but too many good players, all of a sudden you're trying to figure out playing time and rotation and uh, what the locker rooms like and are guys happy and are they they satisfied with their roles? And to me, uh, the the most underrated part of this team is is their attitude and unselfishness. Because there's a bunch of guys that you know if if you got one on one, as most guys do, that aren't playing close to 40 minutes a game. They want to play more. They want to get more shots, all those things. Uh, but so many guys have, have just, you know, kind of put down their personal agendas because they want to win. They want to win championships and uh, they are about the team. And that, to me, has been as impressive as anything. I mean, you know, a guy like Javon Quinterly, who, you know, going back, is mentioned, was one of the best point guards in the country and um, potential to, to go to the NBA, comes back, uh, isn't Hasn't played the minutes that he would like, I'm sure, uh, but great attitude, cheering for his teammates when he's not in there at the end of the game, when he is in there. Uh, he's made plays. He's made clutch plays for this team uh, when called upon. No, Noah Gurley's another great example. Didn't play the other night, but big smile on his face, cheering for his team, great in the locker room, terrific leader. Dom Welch, uh, the transfer from St. Montaventure, was a, a captain on a top 25 team, 1,000-point score, Has't gotten a ton of minutes, um but they come to practice every day um and work hard and have a good attitude and y- you can tell the body language on the sideline for these guys when they're not in and they want to be uh, and that's not easy and and they've done it and it's a big reason why this team has had the success they have
1: yep yep
2: oh I don't really have anything I, is there anything particular that um you know Alabama out rebounds everybody and they shoot the twos and the threes and a the- and the break so well they score from so many different areas uh, anything that, that you see that uh, is a little bit scary to him now people uh, have played uh, Brandon the right way and a lot of people have played him the wrong way um, how would you play him coach <laughs> how would I play him I'd th- I, I, I don't, I don't I, well I, I, would, I would face guard him not let him get the ball and Alternate two people, little, little red defense. Yep, yep, so yep. But they've got so many other scorers that can score if if he doesn't. So I I, I don't see any reason why they you know they got a great chance to. I, I I look at the teams they may play in Birmingham. Gosh, you know they say Oklahoma State who was not good. None of these teams are even close to where they can play Alabama.
1: Alabama plays. Uh, Brian, let me ask you that. What Dad's saying there. So a guy's going to stay glued to Brandon Miller. Uh, So Brandon Miller, ball screens, the guy's not going to help. You can turn the corner. You put him in the corner, you bring Quinley off a ball screen, they're not going to help. So it just opens up the lane there. So I think Coach Oates maybe is not getting enough credit for some of the things he's doing offensively uh, to kind of offset maybe what teams do defensively. Yeah, they didn't shoot the ball well the other night. They still scored, what, in the 80s, in the mid-80s, and only made – uh, two threes. What do you guys see there? You're kind of on the sidelines. You hear them calling certain situations. You get certain matchups. They're playing Brandon a certain way. Then you put him on the court in a particular place that uh, that will help your offense. What do you see there on the sideline? These those guys helping these guys out there.
10: I, I see um, great adjustments when you know you go back to the Arkansas game uh, in in Fayetteville. You know Brandon didn't get a shot and Devo Davis is to me one of the best defenders in the country and he did a great job on Brandon um, that and you know that the second half of that game he goes for 14 makes a couple cl- just big time shots late that game uh, and and nothing easy against Arkansas and Devo Davis in this game ends up with 24 points and the just this, this team's ability to score at a high level when they're not shooting it well and figure out ways to win and, and getting stops defensively when shots aren't falling and rebounding, and doing so many different things that win you games has been really impressive. I mean, it's, yeah, Alabama shoots a bunch of threes and typically makes a bunch of threes. Eleven made threes per game. was the best in the country at that. But to only make three um, three pointers for the game against Arkansas – uh, shoot 14% from the three-point line and score 80-something points against a really good defensive team, like, that's incredible. And they do a good job of taking what the defense gives them. Um, missed a bunch of threes, missed a bunch of open threes. Uh, but to be able to win on nights where uh, the threes aren't falling and the things that you want to do aren't happening for you offensively, this team has shown the ability to win games against really good opponents when Brandon Miller has not had his A game. Uh, when shots aren't falling. Just a bunch of different ways, which bodes really well for the SEC and NCAA tournament. Because you're going to see different styles. And, and there are going to be games where things aren't going your way. And guys are in foul trouble. And uh, they're playing you different. And it's a game like Tennessee where they're super physical and they're letting them play. Uh, so this team has shown the ability uh, to win uh, when you take away something they do really well, whether it's, uh, from defensive strategy or just shots aren't falling. And, you know, that's, that's the way you gotta, gotta be built, uh, if you want to win championships in March. And this team is built that way. Um, but, uh, in, on the flip side, what makes March madness, madness is you never know, uh, team gets smoking hot from three and, and free throws or, Don't go down, and and things the ball doesn't bounce your way, and you can go home. It's what makes it great and also heartbreaking. Uh, But I I like this team's chances where they are. I like the way they're playing, their mental toughness. Uh, Hopefully some shots can start to fall, and they can gain some confidence from the three-point line. It's been a couple games where they haven't shot it well. Um, But a couple big opportunities coming up, obviously, tomorrow night against Auburn in a rivalry game, Texas A&M. Uh, who's right there, uh, for the SEC regular season. Yeah. Alabama can clinch the, the, uh, the overall and an outright championship Wednesday night and make Saturday a little less dramatic. And hopefully that's the case, but two tough opponents coming up. Alabama's playing for not just the championship, but a number one seed. And, um, you want to be playing well at this time and hopefully, uh, Alabama can finish the regular season strong and go to Nashville with some confidence and some momentum.
1: Yeah, Dad, this question's for you and Brian. Uh when when the selections come out, uh, you know, let's say Michigan State hadn't had a great year, but they have a great names. So Michigan State gets your attention regardless of what their record is. Maybe a team like Creighton or Marquette or somebody like that, that maybe the out we know how good they are, but the players probably don't, maybe the fans don't. Uh would you want to see a team there with a with a great name that's going to have your guys' attention or one of these teams like a Creighton or a Marquette that maybe those guys don't really know, but how really, really good those are is it doesn't even matter. I think sometimes these players look at the name and they don't recognize the names. They don't think they're quite as good. Uh, your thoughts on that, Dad and Brian? Well, you just got to get
2: them ready to play regardless of who it is. I don't, you know, we try to emphasize if they're a no-name team and they've made it, then naturally we've tried to emphasize what they have done to get there uh, one game at a time, one deal at a time, the championship games today. That's about what I would do. Yeah, Brian? Well, I would do what Coach would do because his track record speaks
10: for itself. <laughs> uh, the, one thing, the one thing that, that I, I think that's different about this team, especially when you compare it to last year's team, is last year I think that may have been the case. You know, when you look at uh, some of the wins they had against big-time, big-name opponents, uh, when they got ready to play, uh, they were really good, one of the best in the country. But sometimes, you know, you're playing a team that you feel like you could just roll out of bed and beat, and they weren't nearly as good. I really like the maturity of this team. They're really young, uh, but they've got some mental toughness to them and some maturity about them um, that I hope that, name on the jersey doesn't matter like maybe it did a year ago. Um, So, you know, hopefully this team will be ready to play. They've pretty much proven that they've been ready to play most nights this season, and uh, I expect that to be the case come tournament time.
1: Brian, lastly, uh, when you're around these guys, we we understand that they Uh have been – a bullseye in the media, and the media has been very unfair. Uh, sometimes, when the media is unfair, if I, if if I were Brandon Miller or even his teammates, I'd want to get on the rooftop and shout about him. And it, do you sense any frustration being around these guys on the plane at the, at the hotel? I don't know if you guys ride the shoot around with them at the shoot arounds, or is it just are they handling all that stuff kind of behind closed doors? It's just business like. What what is their demeanor with all this? Negativity going on, Brian. Did we lose Brian? Dad, you still there?
10: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess, I guess. Hey, I, I got you now. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I
1: miss you. Did you not hear my question? I heard the first part. Really- I, just saying, you, you know, obviously we know all the stuff that's been swirling around. You're you're with these guys on the plane at the hotel. Um, you know. When people are saying things about you and about your reputation that's not true, sometimes you just want to get out there and scream about your about your reputation, about yourself. Do you see this affecting these guys at all, or is it just they try to separate the basketball from this? I'm, I know they talk to the team about it, and you guys probably aren't in there in these situations. Mm-hmm. Do you see this affecting these guys at all on a daily basis?
10: Well, I think it did in Columbia, South Carolina, and it did not play out the way I thought. I, I thought it would be the opposite. I thought it would be uh, Brandon Miller might struggle in that game, and his teammates would be ready to go and, and kind of pick up the slack. And uh, it was it was the exact opposite. I mean, Brandon Miller uh, put on a show, uh, one of the best individual performances that I've ever witnessed for an Alabama player. I mean, it, it was spectacular, and then you – you know add in the fact that he hit the the shot that ties the game and then the game winner 41 points with all that was on him uh was just man it was just incredible to watch uh so yeah i think it can affect you um they they seem to to be ready to go everybody was ready to play even though the shots didn't fall i thought they they played well, played hard, played focus against Arkansas. Hopefully that'll be the case tomorrow night. But I can tell you this just from my standpoint. Um this is my twentieth year of of working with the team with the radio network. Um and I, I told you this a month ago. Um this has been my favorite group to be around is people. I mean, I'm talking about off the floor. Yeah. I mean, they can lose every game. And this is as good a group of guys as I've been around. And so you know, for me, um, you know, I want <laughs> I want to shout from the rooftops, you, you know, about just the character of all these guys, and, and so it's it's hard for me uh, and people around it. I'm sure uh, to not, you know, th- get frustrated by some of the attention and and some of the things that are being said. But um, you know, it's a it's a very difficult time for for with what happened and, and for all involved it's a, a tragedy and it's just uh it's it's heartbreaking um but as far as this team and you know from a basketball standpoint and what you're asking um you know I, i've thoroughly enjoyed being around these guys and uh they're a great group great group of coaches players that that uh are handling themselves in a great way uh in my opinion and so i just hope they can continue that and and control what you can control and um get ready to play and uh kind of put the put the phone down social media and 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 just try to get better every day in practice and try to win a championship tomorrow and and get ready for march
1: madness brian we appreciate you being on very much uh i probably will give sonny a little bit more of a homer than you, but you're you're a homer as well. But in my opinion, that's a good th- that's a good thing. So, <laughs>
10: well, but, <laughs> I'll take it as a compliment. I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Thanks, guys. All right, Dad. Let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes three four five one two three four had an accident.
2: Uh, got in pain. Got a problem. Um, Some highways had a problem. Neighbors, whatever it might be. A lot of different a lot of different things happen in your life. And Prince Glover and Hayes three four five one two three four can help you. They've been very successful. They know the law. No changes in the law. Go by there and visit with them after you have talked with them in person on the telephone. And I think that you'll find that Prince Glover and Hayes are the absolutely very best. Also, want to mention Constant Companion Animal Hospital at one fifty hours drive and two on two eight in Birmingham. Uh, take sound by there a lot if I need to. Was spaded and did great. It's six three five zero three one three. I tell you, they these people really really do check on you after you leave. I think that's big. Uh, to call the house and visit, see how she's doing. I think is important to me. Doctor Foster is very good. Hopefully, if you if you need some help, go by there and tell me. Heard on inside the locker room, they will give you half price. <laughs>
1: You listen the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports.
2: Tide 100.9 traffic.
4: From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've still got that wreck on US 11 at Covered Bridge Road. We also have one now on 69 at Mimosa Park Road. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Now's the time to head to Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models and up to 0% financing. I'm Captain
6: Ray. Um. years ago jimmy Ray decided that the best way to advertise great southern wood was through coaches gene stallings pat dye steve Spurrier, and myself and many more coaches took to the radio and tv airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors the only way to build is with pressure treated pine yellow wood it is the very very best why because all the coaches said yellow wood pressure treated pine protects against bug termite and weather decking
0: Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather.
7: A very nice day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 77. Tonight fair with a low at 55. Or tomorrow a mild day with a mixture of clouds and sunshine, a chance of showers and strong thunderstorms by afternoon, the high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com. Or download the free
6: Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. Got a rice cooking in the microwave. Got a three-day beard. I don't plan to shave. And it's a goofy thing, but I just gotta say, hey, I'm a doing all right. Yeah,
5: I think i make me some home. Welcome back soup. to
1: Inside yeah, the Locker Room, 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show with us this home. morning. I want to tell you about First and Main Condos at the Historic District of downtown Norport. We talk about them each and every day. Uh, the location is outstanding. Inside the condominiums, uh, you've got all the amenities right through the granite countertops. But I love the internet and direct tv are provided for free right there is a huge savings i like the gated uh, community there they also have security cameras for your uh you know for your safety there as well you can go to first condos.com they're they're selling out now they only have a few left there so uh make sure you take advantage of that 205-657-7465 tell them you heard it on inside the locker room and get one month free rent. Uh that I know the Auburn game was always you never ever say one game's more important than any other. People don't, but I think you did. Uh I think you understood uh that there was more to just that game. There was recruiting, uh that that you had the you you would probably go up against Auburn in recruiting, so winning was important. Uh, it meant a lot to the Alabama fan. Would you say you probably put a little bit more importance on on this game than maybe maybe the others?
2: A lot more. Yeah. yeah I I, uh, I I I separated this game from the other seventeen we played. Eighteen game round robin schedule back then. You played everybody home and home. Um, a lot of teams not having to do that now, and it's really helps, helpful to them, uh, especially with the league kind of the way it is. New coaches, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I, it was important to me uh, from past history of recruiting against sorry, them when I first I'm not when, sure about that. I, I, when I got sorry uh, when I started recruiting against them. Actually, even as a GA, and just started knowing some things that uh, bothered me so. Yeah, it was different for me. I I think our managers and players to tell
1: you, tell you so. Uh, Joe, for you, you're a young fan. Does this game mean more to you or is it Hey, it's just, hey, it's another game we got to win. How do you feel about it?
3: Oh, I mean, Bruce Pearl, and yeah, it's a, it's a game, it's it's a game with heightened importance, in my opinion. Uh, I probably don't take it as seriously as Coach did back in the day, but it definitely has heightened importance. Uh, the social media, uh, the Auburn fans are pretty loud on the Twitter machine, so it's nice to beat them.
1: Yeah, you know, and. That was one thing that dad brought out and if you missed the interview with kevin skarbinski uh we went with kevin i don't know 25 to 30 minutes but he was so good i thought uh go back and listen but one of the things dad's question was and this is one thing i don't like about the album albert any of these rivalries that you take a situation this serious and use it to uh to be a smart aleck or to, to bring out things about people's character uh, that's when you cross the line of the rivalry, uh, there, in my opinion. Uh, and when Dad's saying that, if it was, you know, it's, it's fans of other schools now that are just looking at an opportunity to pile on Alabama and what Alabama. If you're an Alabama fan, look yourself in the mirror right now. Would you pile on if it were Auburn in this same situation? Unfortunately, well, there a lot of outbound people that would. Yeah, too. and unfortunately. I think they would, and that's sad. So if you were one of those people that would, look at how it makes you feel now about something that's so much more serious than a game and be better than that. Take our situation here and say, you know what? I'm going to be better than that, so when something happens down there, I'm not going to pile on. And then I think you're right. If, it were, if you flipped it, the Alabama fans would be turning on Auburn the same way, correct? Well,
2: you wait, you wait, you wait till uh, Saturday. When they get a And M.
1: Yeah, you say the a And M fans going to be all over them about it? Sure, they will. It won't. <laughs> working in Texas A&M, I, a little I, bit A little
2: bit less because yeah. South Carolina, South Carolina was a little bit less. But I'm talking about the Tennessees and and the Auburns and and um, people LSU's. Uh, it, it'd be brutal.
1: Yeah, I would say, and I may be wrong, I think the A&M fan, that I don't know. I think they try to be classy a little bit. Uh, in these situ- well, I think they have a classy that. fan. Or, well, I don't
2: know. You, know, you, you go with 90% of them, but you don't listen to the 90% of them. You listen to the 10%. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, Joe, your thoughts on that? We hear a lot of We got people that... Like to pile on when it's something you can pile on about. But this is too serious to me, I think, to be the silly fan picking back at one another about this situation. I hope we would be better than
3: that Oh, uh, you do hope that we would be better than that, but you, you you've seen clearly over the last week that a large majority is not not at all um, no. so it's, it's it's really uh disappointing to see people use a tragedy to try to dig at a fan base and, and and you know that they're just trying to get under the Alabama fan skin, and so it's just uh a bad look never, did- it's
2: never been it, it, aside from that none of that should happen. But, but the writings that Kevin's discussing about the writer's writing, it's really never been, it's never, and what I said was, I thought important, I guess everybody owned, but it never has been put down to the exact, exactly. I had somebody call me yesterday, I tried to explain it to them during the tournament. They, 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 they don't understand exactly. And when you don't understand exactly, you try to write something that somebody will read.
1: Yeah, well, I think you were trying to get the point about you want people to click. Well, now click is money. Well, it used to be you had to wait the next day for the paper to come out. You were going to see if somebody wrote about it. Now you can throw an article up there, and if they click it, and then they can't read it, but they got to subscribe because they want to read it, it's money. And so let's write something that's not true for clicks. that's sounds. All right, uh, the Gary Harris Show is next. so We'll get out of the way. We want to thank Alabama 1, www.alabama1.org, for all their great products and services. The best thing about Alabama 1 are the people. Uh, they have a lot of great uh, things over there, from the credit cards, the mortgages to the car loans. But the people over there... Work for you, and they will find the best solution possible for you. They did it for me. Go to www.alabamaone.org. The Gary Harris Show is next, so we'll keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9, it's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.